This season of Inconsistently Consistent is brought to you by Weird Clothing Company. Weird has really took off. I remember telling my friends and family that I wanted to start a clothing line. And they gave me their blessings, but I needed a lot more than their blessings to get everything up and running. Through blood, sweat, and tears, yes, real tears, I struggled day and night trying to show everyone what I seen in my brand weird. Even going as far as giving it away because I couldn't sell it. What I had to understand is patience. It wasn't my time yet. Look, it's still a lot that I need to learn about having a clothing brand and the responsibility behind the word weird. But at least I'm not alone. The whole world is watching weird and weird is watching the world. This is an anti-bullying statement, movement, but best of all, it's a brand. Pick up yours today at weirdclothingcompany.com. Now back to the show. Hello, listener. Inconsistently Consistent Podcast. I'm Eric, better known as Everything Real is Known. Look, in 1995, there was this guy who stepped into a role who made me want to be the first black James Bond. That's right, I said it, yup. I was trying to be James Bond. I had my spy shit going on. I had the stance, I had the gun. Couldn't tell me shit. I shoot you down, that's right. We talking about 007. The Pierce Brosman series, though. <laughs> Let me be clear. We're going to talk about Bond, but we're going to be talking mainly about the Pierce Brosman series on this 007 segment. Only because this is the Bond that I grew up on. This is the Bond that I wanted to be most like. I mean, he had video games, movies. I mean, this guy was a bankable brand. You know, who is this guy? Who's this mysterious guy? He had the coolest gadgets, the coolest shit that you can ever see on screen besides Marty McFly and the DeLorean and Back to the Future. But this guy, when he came on screen, it was magic. So I remember playing GoldenEye Okay, I didn't even know shit about the movie. I didn't know shit about Pierce Brosnan. I didn't know shit about the franchise, anything. I remember playing Nintendo 64 GoldenEye. I was never good at it. I always got shot. I always got fucked up by Oddjob. I was never good at it, but I remember nights and days playing this fucking game. Blowing on the cartridge. So... <laughs> So, I really didn't get on Pierce Brosnan, um, him as the actor as 007 until like Tomorrow Never Dies in like 1997. That's when I was like, whoa, who the fuck is this guy? Because once again, the coolest, suave is just, I mean, as soon as he came on the screen, you just wanted to be that guy. No martini shaking, not stirred, bitch. What? Okay, and just how the movie was start, all right? The epic bullseye screen where you see the man, the myth, walk 
in the bullseye and quickly turn and fire off his weapon. Bang. I mean, you couldn't, I mean, this, this, this how they set this up, right? Was just epic, right? And and again, I'm not saying that it started with Pierce, because I know, you know, there's gonna be a lot of arguments behind who's the best Bond, right? Because there's Sean Connery, God rest his soul, you know, RP Sean Connery. He's arguably one of the best Bonds. And I've seen his Bond movies. I've seen all the other Bonds as well. And for me, I gotta say, Pierce Brosnan is probably the best fucking Bond. I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of y'all like, what? Pierce Brosnan? Yes, it's probably a bunch of y'all that's about to be screaming in your car like, no, no fucking way. But that's how I felt. Because, I mean, I was born in the 80s, came up in the 90s. So, Pierce in the 90s was the shit you know so for me once i got attached to the movie tomorrow never dies and i seen this guy jumping off cliffs and you know the russians trying to get to him and then you know i'm just i'm like wow can this guy do no wrong and not only that he had the coolest uh most badass bond chicks you would see i mean it's like they went to go get like the top actresses to play his you know his codes his code actress or what <laughs> probably fucking that up but he probably you know they probably scouted like the best women and most beautiful women in the world to play next to pierce brosman you know and not only that this guy could get in and out of any situation that he was put in but he did it with flair. He did it with style. And I think that's what I really liked about this Bond's character, right? Besides the gadget shit, besides, um, you know, him being able to get out of everything, besides him being slick, besides him being suave, besides him being, you know, just that guy. Well, that white guy. <laughs> I'm gonna get into that in a little bit, right? <laughs> um, some of y'all might think that I got an obsession with white guys or deep down, deep down inside, I wanna be white because I didn't say it, I wanted to be Bond, uh, Tom Cruise, and you know, it's a few other Tom Cruise movies that, that I'm gonna be talking about this season as well, but spoiler alert, <laughs> deep down inside y'all might think like damn dude you really do, do you want to be white no i don't i'm glad to be black but these are a couple of the characters that have stuck in my head and let me tell you why i have this mindset right so coming up for me i came up or i grew up in minnesota um i grew up in a place called New Brighton and Fritley. And these were the outskirts of Minnesota. They were like the suburbs of Minnesota, like St. Paul, I want to say. They're like the suburbs of St. Paul. So this is where I came up. And my surroundings was a lot of white people. So... <laughs> identity crisis i wouldn't go that far and say i had an identity crisis because i knew i was black but 
it was just the fact that everything that suburban white kids were into is kind of like what I was into. So you got skateboarding, you got rollerblading, you <laughs> and look, I was into all of that shit, right? I was into skateboarding and rollerblading and just basketball, hanging out, causing trouble. You know, that was me, right? But back to this movie. So, you know, again, for me, coming up and seeing someone so epic on screen and do so many things on screen was like, whoa, like, could I do that myself? I remember uh, days, like, trying to do some Bond shit. And I've always wanted to be a spy, for for me look something about something about me being a spy was just like hey the creme de la creme right i don't know why yes i do i was about to say i don't know why i didn't go into like the, the cia and shit like that it's it's cuz i didn't want to die i don't want to get killed i'm probably not a spy i'm not as good as what i think i am so that didn't happen so <laughs> I didn't go down that route, but in my head, right, I was James Bond, right? I used to practice how to say, you know, Bond's name when they'd be like, what is your name? I used to be like, Bond, James Bond. You know, I used to, <laughs> I used to mimic this guy and don't get me started on the on the epic in, uh, beginning of the uh, movie where you see the bullseye and the man walking in a bullseye and bang. You know, most of the time for me, it was Pierce Brosnan. But I know, you know, Daniel Craig has like, um, I think I'm saying his name right. Hold on. Let me make sure. Daniel Craig. Pretty sure that's what his name is. The new Bond. Because I can't remember. Um, yes, Daniel Craig. Okay. So I had to look that up. Sorry. You know. With Daniel Craig, um, I'll, I'll get into Daniel Craig in a minute because <laughs> I'm all over the place. Okay, so um, this epic beginning of the movie, I used to practice and mimic that as well. And you could not tell me nothing. You couldn't tell me that I wasn't Bond in that moment. You couldn't tell me I didn't draw my weapon quick enough. Hell, when I got my first gun, I got my first gun after the Pierce Brosnan gun. I think it was like a 38. I got the same gun that James Bond had, and, and it was the reason why I got that gun. I got that gun because of him, obviously, but I also got that gun because it was little. Right. And I can hide it somewhere. Going back to the whole spot shit. But um I practiced that epic walk <laughs> up until I was an adult, right? Because I did this epic walk in front of my wife, right? So um my wife is a Bond nut, like she loves James Bond. So I would tell her, look, I could do the Bond walk. I should be <laughs> I should be the next bond is how that conversation went. And she looked at me like, yeah, no, you're way overweight. One, <laughs> you're not a fucking spy. 
people could probably hear you coming. So there was all this chatter, this talk about me not being coming to Bond. You know, she crushed my dreams. Like, hell no. You ain't being no damn Bond. So for me, it was like, okay, I want to show, I, for me, I was going to, I was going to prove my point. So I was like, look, I'm going to show you that I can be Bond and I'm going to show you with the epic uh, beginning of the movie that everybody knows, right? They know the bullseye. They know the man in the bullseye. They know the gun quick. They know the blood drops right on the screen and it gets hazy and then boom, the movie starts. So I would walk. And then sometimes I was, you know, in my boxers or my boxer briefs, you know, no shirt on, no shorts, you know, maybe some long socks. <laughs> and I would walk in front of the TV or in between the bed. I would walk in front of her and I would <laughs> I'd be humming out the theme music, the da 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 I'll be humming out the music as I'm doing the walk. And then I would quickly turn and go bang. Like, yeah, I got you. And she'd be like, she will fall out laughing and she'll be like, no, <laughs> you tell me hell no. But you can't tell me that there wasn't a man alive that when they seen bond. Okay. What didn't, didn't matter what era bond came from. You can't tell me that there wasn't a man alive that, Wanted to be Bond and wanted to do that epic walk. The tuxedo, how clean he was. You know, you never, you, you never seen Bond spill shit on himself. Like, it, it don't matter if it was a fight scene in a restaurant, explosions going off, all the whole nine. You never seen the tuxedo ever get dirty. The white shirt stayed clean. Throughout all the shit that happened, this motherfucker never got dirty. And his shoes was always shiny. And his watch was always nice. And just everything. It was like, when shit started happening around him, it was like, he had a fucking shield <laughs> that shielded him from any explosion smoke, any... You know, food flying from shit happening, any drink being spilled. You know, he always talks about um, having an epic, you know, the, the, the martini shaken, not stirred. You never seen this drink spill. <laughs> you just, you know, and, 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 you know, bullets flying around him. And he was never one for, ah, shit, I'm shot. I'm about to die. Like, he never, it never happened like that it was always something was happening he was able to get out of it regardless regardless and so for me i was just like wow like that that whole spy genre of movie or type of movie that's out now because i know they got like the kingsman um is another kind of like spinoff of that but did th the whole idea behind People wanting to be James Bond. You couldn't tell me that there wasn't a dude out there that didn't want to be Bond. But I'm thinking as an adult, right? I'm thinking, you know, what does the average male do when they're Bond? You know, how, how, do, how do you put the average male in a Bond type of a situation? And furthermore, 
right? As an adult, I'm thinking, what does Bond do when he's not on a mission? What does Bond's downtime look like? You know, when he doesn't have the female, when he doesn't have the mission, you know? Is he an average guy just like us? Is he sitting around watching fucking reality TV, you know, popping on porn every now and again to settle those urges? You know, what does Bond do when he doesn't have a mission to fulfill, you know? Is he waiting for someone in the neighborhood to pull off a caper or a crime so he can go stop him in some type of a way? I mean, the, the, the logic in my head would be after these, you know, epic movies and him getting like fucked up and into all these situations, he would be resting until the next mission. But the adult inside of me is saying, you know, I can't go along with him just sitting around just waiting for the mission. I'd I'd believe that he's a regular guy, you know? He probably (laughs) watches reality TV and probably watches porn and probably jacks off every now and again, you know, until, you know, because he don't always, in the movie, he always finds the female. He always finds the, the Bond chick. He's, he doesn't start out with this Bond chick. He doesn't have like a, he doesn't have like a wife and a home life and, you know, and all this shit, right? He is a secret agent and he's placed in these different places for the mission. And so <laughs> he doesn't always have a female around. So, at, at, at times, to me, in my adult brain, it's got to be lonely, right? It's got to be lonely for Bond to be out there, you know, and not have nothing going on, <laughs> you know? There's not a mission, but he knows he can take, you know, somebody harming somebody down. You know, a mugger has taken somebody's purse. He know he can take them down, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he know he can do it. You know, does he... Does he just look overlook that because he doesn't want to get fucked up doing something, you know, trying to help an old lady, you know, cause the mission is more important. Like these are the things that go through my mind as an adult. What would it sound like if bond was rubbing one out, right? If he was in front, of, if he popped on the porn hub, you know what I mean? <laughs> What would it sound like if he was rubbing one out, you know? (laughs) I'm James Bond. I want my martini shaken, not stirred, you bitch. Shaken, not stirred. Ah! That's kind (laughs) of... That's my impression of Bond rubbing one out, you know? (laughs) But you got to think about these things, right? We don't ever put uh, these characters in adult situations. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what would it, what would it be like for Bond to have to pay, you know, his light bill? Come on, you got to be telling me that, you know, my lights were on. I, I know I left them on for six months, but you, you know, I. Fuck it. I'm just going to shoot you. Do, do. 
<laughs> like, what would it sound like for him to do average shit? You know, not have a mission and take care of average shit. You know, this is where my mind goes sometimes. But <laughs> there's other things that, uh, you know, I think about as well when it comes to this Bond character. But when you're a kid, only thing you can think about is just being the character, right? So, um, you know, I was super happy when the talk came for Interest Elba to be the next Bond, the Black Bond, right? I was like, holy shit, they're going to do a Black Bond? What? Like, my mind was fucking blown. It was like, in that moment, I felt like, Maybe the internet heard me talking because <laughs> I was like, look, there's going to be a black bond. I was super stoked because it put my childhood fantasy to rest because I was like, I've actually look. OK, so look, 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 you got a few things. OK, <laughs> you got a few things that. Uh, that may come across the black kid's head, but they, but until they happen, right? You're like, mm, that, that probably will never happen. We could dream and we could hope, but that's probably never going to happen. Okay. One of them has already happened, right? So to be the first black president, okay. Black boys and black men never thought that far. Like, oh, I'm going to become the president one day. Nope. We just was like, it'd be nice to, <laughs> to, you know, be a president, but we never thought that this would happen, right? So it ended up happening, and we're like, holy shit, we lost our mind. Everybody loves uh, President uh, Barack Obama. Everybody loves him, right? So with Bond, it was like, I want to be that, but and they never saw said anything about a black bond he's always been white so this new bond that they're talking about lets me kind of get to live out my childhood fantasy as well is introduce something more to the role right so huge talks about interest elba being the new bond Right, so that gave me an opportunity to be like, whoa, if he can do it, all I have to do is get my body in shape, get in shape really well, you know, slim down, and I too could be Bond at some point when Interest Elba wasn't interested in it no more. <laughs> but it was all just talk, right? So we never got to see him be Bond. Right. He went on to have a great career, um, we, but we never got to see him be Bond. But there's talks of a black woman Bond. How do I feel about that? Well, one, it allows me to get my childhood fantasy off. Right. Because the character is black and we've never seen this character be black. Right. And then. It's a woman. So now, I, look, okay, before you even go there, before you even have those thoughts in your head that 
I'm going because I want to be buying so motherfucker. I ain't putting on no high heels and I ain't putting on no dress. Damn it. I ain't doing it. Okay. So that's probably why Hollywood, you know, never accepted me <laughs> as a black man. Cause I ain't putting the dress on. I ain't putting the high heels on. Damn it. Okay. So it gives me an opportunity to kind of like tell my daughter, hey, this is something you can strive to be, right? So me as a parent, you know, I, I could kind of secretly push her into that route because, you know, since she was a little girl, you know, my youngest daughter, she's always said, hey, I, I'm going to be an actor. This, this is what I want to do. I like the lights. I like the attention. I like the camera. This is what I want to do, you know? So from, from a little girl, she's told me this. So I'm like, okay, all right. So if the first black bond is a woman and she kicks the door in, then maybe my daughter has a shot. And then I get to live my bond fantasies through my daughter, you know? Because that's what it's all about. It's about living your fantasies through your kids, Right? Because you got too old to do it. You're not able to do it anymore. So you got to have your kids do it now. So that's what it's all about. So this current bond that we're in right now, remember I told you, I'm going to get back to it. Daniel Craig, how do I feel about this bond? Um, I feel like this bond kicks a whole lot of ass, right? He's not... um. He's not as smooth as Pierce, right? He, he he has the look of being smooth and suave, but he'll kick the shit out of your... He'll, he'll fuck you up, you know what I mean? So, and he don't need all the fancy gadgets and shit like that. And I think with the with the Pierce bond, I think I miss the theatrics of all of the special effects that go into making you as a viewer believe in these um, um, gadgets. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. All these gadgets um, that Pierce had to get him out of shit, right? Daniel Craig has that, but not. it's not as slick. It's not as smooth. He relies on his hands a little, you know, fist fights and kicking your ass, you know, a little bit more than he would um, on a gadget. He's more, um, I'd say he's more along the lines of a Tom Cruise bond. You always, let me explain. You always see Tom Cruise running, jumping off of shit, you know, getting into the action. That's more, that's how Daniel Craig's, bond is he's more like a tom cruise action mission impossible kind of bond i guess and don't you know what since we are speaking about you know james bond and how do i feel about because i have to go into it because i brought him up how do i feel about mission impossible compared to um the James Bond's movies. It's not, it's not a comparison. There, there are, I like, I like Mission Impossible 
I like it for what it is, right? I like Tom Cruise, right? And everybody know I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. You know, not in his personal life, but <laughs> act to him, I'm cool. But um, it's it's a different taste, you know? And I think Daniel Craig, like, like went into that direction. So it was kind of like they're kind of on an even kill, so to speak, you know? Um, I didn't watch the last, this latest Bond for some fucking reason, okay? And I love Bond. I love I love 007 movies. But for some reason, this Spectra, I think that's what it's called. I I pop it on and I can't get through it. Like it's I get maybe about a maybe like a quarter into the movie and then at some point I kind of fall asleep. And then I don't remember what happened. Maybe I need to stop watching this shit when I'm getting ready to go to bed. But um Daniel Craig and Mission Mission uh, Impossible, those movies, they're kind of on an even kill, right? Um, I would say that these series of movies can kind of play into each other, right? So if we took Tom Cruise out of that role in Mission Impossible and we put Daniel Craig in those, you know, roles, it would fit to me. I know there's a lot of you probably fucking screaming in your car like, no, don't mix the two, you know. But to me, they're the same type of a movie. They're the same type of a character, you know. So with that being said, I mean, I I like the new Bond. I like Daniel Craig as Bond, but I'm still, my favorite is Pierce Brosnan. I can't, you know, I can't let up on that. That's my favorite Bond. Um... But something else this movie has, right? Beyond the theatrics and the explosions and the gadgets and the man, the myth, the women, there was a story. And most of the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies, if you think back to all the Bonds that came out, right? There was a story of real hard uh teeth sinking story you can like any american or any you know what any person watching these bond movies they can understand what was going on and i think that's what i liked about these movies as well is i could see myself in the role and it the story wasn't too hard for me to understand with some of the newer movies, it gets so convoluted what the actual story is or what Bond is after, you know. Some of them are slow reveal, you know. But I think in some of the later Bonds and some of the early ones, the stories are just not there. They're not solid. And maybe I might just be a dumb black dude, right? I might be a dumb black dude to think that the movies that came out um, with Pierce Brosnan, they're like dumb action flicks, you know? So I, so I might be that guy, right? To where I just needed to be dumbed down enough to where I guess I get it, but I don't really think so. 
You know, if I go back and I look at these movies, I'm like, yeah, he could have died here. Yeah, he could have got killed here. Um, yeah, there's no way he's making it out of that. But for me, I still stuck with the story of what was going on. And how is he going to get out of this is the biggest thing that kept me hooked uh, with these movies. For me, my childhood fantasy was to be Bond, right? And as I got older, I practiced being Bond. I used to walk in front of my wife and, you know, do the dinner, dinner, you know, <laughs> do the music and turn to her quickly in her direction as if I had a gun in my boxer briefs and, and pull my finger pistols quick and say, bang, look, I got, I got it down. If they auditioned me to be Bond, I would be perfect for the role. Don't you agree? <laughs> she would be like, um, yeah, no. You're not Bond and sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> but for me, just acting that part out was everything to me. You know, I there was nothing you could really tell me because I was, look, I was Bond in that moment. You know, I used to, like I said, mimic his name and everything like that. But, you know, something else I loved about the Bond movies is, and I'm just speaking in general, right? So one thing I totally loved about these Bond movies was you never seen Bond tuxedo get dirty. <laughs> Let's think back. There's a lot of explosions. There's a lot of things that was going on in the background you know, every time he had a drink and never spilt on the white shirt, there was so much going on. And fights, shootouts, Bond had love scenes. Why you never seen, you know, when the clothes came off and the clothes hit the floor or the clothes got laid wherever they got laid at, you know, after he got done love making or whatnot. Why you never seen like no cum stains on the, on the tuxedo? Because look, when I'm done lovemaking, right? When I'm done doing the deed, you know, I got to get up off the bed and I got to find a towel to wipe me and my wife down, right? We can't just lay in our own juices. I mean, I guess we could, but that's some nasty shit. So <laughs> that's only when you're tired and you're done fucking and then you lay in your own juices. But look, if you're anything like me, you go reach for that towel so you can wipe yourself down. She can wipe herself down and then y'all lay down. But I'm a man and I know when I get up, I'm trying to make sure I ain't dripping on my clothes that I laid down next to the side of the bed before I got in the bed. So wherever these clothes be at in the sheets, where's the stains? There's never any stains on his clothes. There's never any stains on the Bond girl's clothes. But most of the time, they in different outfits as they go into it, you know, and they go into another scene. But Bond is always in the same signature tuxedo. And I refuse to believe that this motherfucker is traveling with like 20 black tuxedos. 
Yeah, it just ain't happening. So <laughs> these are the thoughts that go in my mind after watching some of these movies as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen a stain on this man's tuxedo. He was always too cool, right? Too suave. But you never seen, you know, a quick love scene. You never seen, you know, a quick kiss, you know, lipstick on the shirt, on the collar. None of that. You never seen this on this, you know, Bond character. You never seen the tuxedo get dirty. It always stayed clean. And that was one thing that I, <laughs> that I admired about this guy. He always stayed clean in the action. He never looked dirty. And I'll tell you another thing that I noticed. As an adult, Bond showed us how to be our first male horse. He probably was the first man that showed your pops how to be a hoe, right? Because Bond had one night stands. You never seen a female, a Bond female, jump into another flick and say, hey, I know you got a mission and, you know, you got the new Bond chick, but hey, it, it was real good. I'm trying to I'm trying to have you tonight. You never had the Bond chicks fighting over who was going to get Bond for the night. It's just he laid it down. One night stand, wham, bam, thank you. And he was out. Class act. Because most of you guys are sloppy, right? We, we can't have a one-night stand without another female popping up and saying, hey, it was really good. I'm trying to have a two-night stand or a three-night stand. No, most of you guys are sloppy as shit. Y'all be having females fighting over y'all and all this kind of craziness. I, I, you know, back in the day, I was like that too, you know? So Bond probably showed me how to be you know, a hoe, and how to have my one-night stands as well. I ain't out of this, you know? Bond showed you how to use a pistol and shoot a motherfucker and get away with it, okay? Bond showed us all how to spend corporate money lavishly. Think about that. He never paid for anything. He always put it on the company. Right? He showed us how to spend the corporate's money lavishly. But I'll tell you one thing. If, if he ever got shot, right? Or if he ever got hurt, I should say. You never seen our character, our 007. You never seen him buckle under the pressure <laughs> i mean because if i get shot i'll be crying like a little bitch i'll be, <laughs> I'll be like i got shot oh my god you know <laughs> if i'm near an explosion which i have been in my life um I, i'm gonna be a little terrified i might boo-boo a little bit but we got to have more diversity in some of these iconic white roles. We have to. That's the only way we're going to move forward. That's the only way that a little kid is going to look up at a movie star and say, I can be that. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.
This podcast is produced and recorded by me. I'm the only one behind the scenes making this podcast happen. So listening and spreading the word will be greatly appreciated. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show. I like, you know, there's some of you that have subscribed already, but subscribe to the show. You know what I mean? So that way you get alerted when I drop new episodes. I know I always say it. It's every Sunday. But still, subscribe to the show because I know you all got busy lives and y'all ain't just sitting around thinking about inconsistently consistent and when that's going to drop. So you can support the show um, by donating to my cash app. That's always been made easy. Just uh, search uh, dollar sign inconsistently inside of the cash app. Um, Also, if you are on the Anchor app, Anchor FM. If you're on there, you can also leave me messages. You can also chat with me. You can uh, support me. You can support me that way as well. You can follow me that way as well through Anchor. I mean, super easy ways for you to continue to stay up to date with Inconsistently Consistent. Um, this episode, <laughs> this episode was kind of a pain in my ass a little bit, right? Because my, my equipment wanted to say, all right, we, we want to do something else now. So I had to figure some things out in regards to my equipment this episode, but I thought that I wasn't going to be able to record anymore. So I was like, oh my God, like that's it for the show. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so that's me having a hiccup. I, sometimes I hate how my body works. Um, I Something weird about me, right, is I get hiccups when I laugh too much. I, I don't know. If there's a doctor listening, I'm probably, it's probably be, they're going to be like, you know what? It's probably because you're dehydrated or something. I don't, <laughs> I'm not dehydrated, but if I laugh too much, I get the hiccups. So this episode was kind of difficult in few different ways, not just the equipment, but my body as well. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I'm sure your ears thank your brain later. Inconsistently consistent. I'm out. This episode of Inconsistently Consistent was produced and recorded by Eric G. Polk, a.k.a. Everything Real is Known. This is a Weird Recordings production.